the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. Happy March 7th. When I see that, I see the year's already a sixth over, maybe a quarter over. Kind of creeping in on that. It's soon to be Christmas, and thus goes 2014. All-time market highs. That's nice. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about today? I'm Rob Black. Um, you got to max out your 401k. If you max out your 401k for 40 years, you're at all-time highs. And that's the thought if you're 20 years old today, that in 40 years you want to be at all-time highs. Stock futures rose today, and the stock market rose today after a pretty good jobs report, especially in the in the face of the polar vortex. Um, damn you, polar vortex, for keeping people away from work. 175,000 gain in employment. It's a good number, but honestly, we should be above 200,000, so it's not that good of a number, but it's a good number. It's kind of like Taco Tuesday. It's good. It's not the greatest thing that you've ever had, but it's good. Yo quiero taco, man. Median forecast is for 149,000. Uh, the jobless rate unexpectedly climbed to a five-year low. Climbing to a five-year low. That's a funny thing to say out loud, isn't it? It rose from 6.7% down to 6.6%. Obviously good news. I'm not going to take a stick in the eye. 6.6% is not Goldilocksian. Now, Goldilocksian has a lot of... It's, it's funny to say out loud, right? Ladies and gentlemen, imagine the perfect spouse or mate. Okay? Get that in your head. And take it down a couple notches. And that's the jobs report today. It was not Goldilocks, and it was not perfect. It was nice. Like I said, it's better than a stick in the eye. Friday comes two days short of Sunday, stick in the eye Sunday. So anyone who sees me on Sunday can put a stick in my eye this Sunday and this Sunday only. I won't be in the country. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Everything that I see on my screen is up. That's kind of nice, except for Google, down fractions. So you have the SP500 2 to 1879. 
The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 59, 16,481. The NASDAQ, uh-oh. Uh-oh, bad little NASDAQ down 12 to 43.39. So, what do you want to talk about today? 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Um, I don't know. Part of me says talk a little tech. Part of me says don't. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about gold. Um, clearly, these jobs numbers are bad for gold. I met someone yesterday who was like, oh, I think gold goes higher. I'm like, why? That's gold. Gold. And there was no answer. And that always kind of slightly freaks me out when people don't have answers. They're kind of hoping. Hope belongs to two places. In church, when I die, I hope the pearly gates open for me. I do. And I hope the 49ers win the Super Bowl this year. Can't control either event, can I? Well, maybe one or the other, but you get the idea. Hope doesn't belong in investments. You have to have a reason for your ideas. Long-term unemployed workers, 27 weeks or more, accounted for 37% of the unemployed versus 35.8% in January. This is some things you have to look at. The teen unemployment rate ticked up to 21.4% versus 20.7% in January. So teen unemployment, 21.4%. I think we should put all teens back to work. Man, the Labor Secretary for President Obama, talking about a brown nose. He gets on in CNBC, he gets on Fox Business, he's like, yes, these numbers are great. We put more Americans back to work than we expected to. This was half than last year, right? Yes, but there were great numbers. Man, press secretaries and labor secretary, like the whole word secretary and the government official kind of means you're a brown nose for the president. Even, like, if people were being turned into sausage, it's the tastiest report ever. True. Factory overtime edge down one-tenth percent to 3.3 hours. Average hourly earnings have increased 2.2% over the year. Um, when adjusted for inflation, just six-tenths of a percent. Aggregate earnings were up, enough to support consumption growth, but not enough to drive a big acceleration in demand. So those are the numbers. Vladimir Putin in the news. He's sticking to his guns, defending Russia's right to protect ethnic Russians in Ukraine. That story's not quite completely over. Uh, a, a destroyer, you know, a big boat that America has, went into the region, and the yen spiked on that news. China saw its first corporate bond default as a solar company was unable to make good on one billion yuan worth of bonds. Grocery retailer Safeway, they're being acquired by Cerebus. That looks to be a done deal. The employment report should keep the Fed on its tapering course. But it shouldn't move up expectations for that first rate hike late in 2015. So short-term interest rates, what the Fed controls and what banks borrow, seem to be at a pretty good level. Now, one of the stocks that I've recently been talking about, State Street Bank, it's a stock that I think will do very well in your portfolio. With that said, consult broker guys running actually on mentioned on the air. Um, I think the financials are breaking out as a group right now. And I like that group. I like it a lot. As my friend from Dumb and Dumber would say, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. So take your time. Be patient. But understand what you're seeing out there. 
800-516-1220. Biotech stocks are weighing on the healthcare sector. Biotech stocks, a good metric to look at them is IBB. What I like about biotech stocks, whether I have incontinence, whether I have dyslexia, whether I have cancer, whether I'm impotent, biotech stocks seem to come, be coming up with ideas and thoughts. And for all of those conditions, and I know I'm an attractive mess of, 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 of a human being to women, aren't I? You're impotent, you're ADD, or what else did you say? Incontinent? I no. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm kind of a big deal, and people know me. Three quarters of the time, seventy-five percent of the people think that I'm kind of cool. It's a hundred and thirty percent true. So biotech stocks are weaker today, and biotech stocks have been a big winner on Wall Street in the last year. Why? Because a biotech stock, all they have to do is have the promise that we're going to do something good, fix incontinence, fix impotence, fix dyslexia, fix. ADD. All they have to do is have that promise, and it's a good story. To get your calls in the air, it's 800 516 got an event coming up at the end of March. It's going to be on the peninsula. It's going to be tied towards retirement planning. You can learn more about the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Follow me on YouTube, Rob Black Show. Follow me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. If you want to get a podcast of this show, it is available at kdow.biz, kdow.biz. Don't be shy. Justin Bieber has sold his infamous house to a Kardashian. Yay. Yay. We're taking a break. We'll be right back. Rob Black, your money. Market Minute. Black and your mark on AM 1220 KBOW and iHeartRadio Station. So I went to the Sharks game last night. Please forgive me, but <clears throat> that was a fun game. My Tukish is dragging a little bit. I think I'm allowed to say Tukish on air, and if not, the JCC, Jewish Communications Center, may come and take me away. We'll find out. Um, Fed rate hike. The jobs report was pretty good, and people are talking about the Federal Reserve potentially raising rates. First rate hike to first half of 2015. Is it going to be the front half, or is it going to be the back half? Will they start tapering faster? Will they continue tapering on a regular basis? Um, I just heard a commercial where someone said, you know, rates are at historic lows. No, they're not. They're 33% above historic lows. And interest rates have a play in the healthy economy. The healthier the economy, the higher interest rates will likely go. Not totally true, but partially. SP 500 is up four today. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 74. The NASDAQ is down six. But that 10 year Treasury is at 2.8%. Man, for the good old days when Russia would invade the Crimea, we miss. We miss. Back when the 10 year Treasury would drop to 2.65, 2.7. 
on those kind of stories. So payrolls beat expectations today. That's true. That's interesting to note. It's not jump up and down kind of interesting, but it's interesting. The labor force participation rate stays at a 63% level. Again, not very strong. We don't have the healthiest end-to-end part of our job economy. And on one end, people who participate or who drop off participation, but on the other end, teenagers. Um, Average hourly earnings posted a gain, which was kind of nice to see, Um, especially with the polar vortex. A lot of people thought that the polar vortex would push off the idea of a good, healthy economy. Maybe too many people are too cold to go to work, too frozen to go to work, too frozen to get, well, if they're not at work and frozen, then, well, they're not getting fired. If they're not at work, then they're not being sent home. So some people thought that was going to be a big issue. I, myself, I'm just rolling with the punches, as I always do. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Bill Gross and Muhammad L. Arian, two people who are in the bond world, tied towards PEMCO. They're getting feistier with the way they're handling each other. It was a high-profile exit of Mohammed El Arian. And Bill Gross, is this, he's, he's, the, he's dubbed the Bond King. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's kind of gone to his head. I know you're saying the Bond King, does that get you chicks? No, 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 no. Well, maybe. Bond chicks. And by Bond chicks, I don't mean James Bond. I mean like 75-year-old Federal Reserve bankers. But... <clears throat> The whole bond world kind of went to hell in the handbasket as the interest rates went near zero. The treasuries, you know, it, it became, well, you can get better in a, a good stock. So the whole bond market had to kind of fight with each other and throw out messages about, oh, the Federal Reserve doesn't know what they're going to do. The Federal Reserve is engineering a, a major crash. Bill Gross has such an ego. <clears throat> I don't think such an ego is a bad thing. But Bill Gross and Mohammed El Arian have been fighting pretty much some nonstop talking about people trying to undermine each other. And Bill Gross will write a letter about the economy and how it's going to hell in a handbasket. And Mohammed El Arian would get on CNBC and say the economy is going to hell in a handbasket. It really shows you that even professionals can look like Richards. And they look like big-time Richards, if you know what I'm saying. Um, in the bond world, they're pointing fingers at each other. 800-516-1220. So a big Chinese corporation, a solar corporation, didn't make their payments on bonds. And that's kind of a big story today. And you're saying, why is that a big story today? I'm thinking about trying to hook up with a girl this weekend, and you're telling me about China defaulting on a bond? Well, yeah. It's actually a sign that, of a real economy. Um, defaults of some debt products are not similar in size and scale. Uh, they differ like gold and clay. And to get a Chinese company to default on a bond basically says that, yeah, their whole economy is kind of fake, but, ooh, there's a little reality here there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. <clears throat> My voice is kind of like playing with me today. I've been eating walnuts recently. And now you're saying, tell me more. And they seem to, like, choke me out, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. <clears throat> this is a great story coming out of Vegas and I wish I was a lawyer in this case. Keep in mind, I'm not a lawyer. So on Super Bowl weekend, a guy from L.A. goes to Reno to gamble, and he gets drunk, and he loses $500,000. Now, casinos aren't allowed to let you play if you're visibly drunk or drunk 
what is visibly drunk, what's not visibly drunk, losing $500,000 playing blackjack and pie gal. Now, what respectable man plays pie gal? That's where the story right there comes into question. So he loses $500,000 at the downtown Grand. And, you know, he says they were giving me free drinks. He says that he was inebriated. It relates to a 17-hour period on January 30th and 31st. 17 hours of free drinks, you're probably going to be pretty inebriated, is my guess. Um, unless the drinks are, of course, green tea. And there probably weren't. Uh, he was served roughly 20 drinks during that time. Now, I don't know where I fall in this one. Is that Darwinian or is that a casino taking advantage of someone? And maybe do casinos need breathalyzers? Or do they need to look at your tab and say, you've had 20 drinks. You may want to sit this one out. He was given $250,000 in credit, which was increased to 500000 while he was gambling. Um, just picture basically having 20 drinks right now and trying to play blackjack and beating the table where you have like 51% odds if you play it correctly. You have less than that if you play it incorrectly. Um, so that's an interesting story. It brings up the idea that Keep in mind, gambling, as far as investment, you probably want to invest in the casinos, not in the, the gamblers. And you can, and that's the, one of the beautiful things about Wall Street. There's a mutual fund called Vicex, V-I-C-E-X, and they invest in casinos, and they invest in companies that make tobacco, and they invest in companies that make missiles. And what's stunning about it is it's done well in a good economy, and it's done well in a bad economy. It's, it's a pretty good mutual fund, and it's very low cost, but, again, they make products that are considered sins. They even have um, a cabaret stock in there, which is tied towards strip clubs, Rick's Cabaret. And what's interesting about that one is, you know, any business, let's say 7 let's just call it XYZ. We don't even have to call it a strip club. But what they did was they went from city to city, and they bought the hottest or the most attended strip club. Strip clubs aren't exactly known for their great accounting. You know, it's kind of a cash business on a lot of levels. Not that I know, but I've heard. There's cash at the door. There's cash for the ladies. There's probably cash-only drinks. They're not exactly swiping a lot of credit cards because thou shall not let my wife see that I was there. So very cash-intensive business. You make a lot of mistakes when you acquire companies that are cash-intensive business because their books say one thing. The reality is another. Little Kenny Rogers. Pre-face surgery. We got all messed up and looked like a Pillsbury Doughboy. Listen to Rob Black. My name is Rob Black. You got to learn to play right. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never... Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Always keep your heart locked Don't let your mind It's tough for me to step on this song. Always keep your heart locked Don't let your mind I like where it goes. Right here. Thank you. 
Little Haim, H-A-I-M. Bringing us up, right? On WKDOW1220. Yeah, we're not going to be known for our music here, but damn it, I will be. Um, good iTunes, download the album. I think you'll be pleased. There's more than one song on it. There's three. There's probably six throwaways, and that's where I stand on that. One of the more interesting statistics that I saw yesterday, and this is where technology is going. And hockey is a game about going to the puck. No, it's about going to where the puck's going. And redirecting and then being at that place again when it's redirected and score. But the U.S. accounted for 51% of global payment card fraud. 51% of global payment card fraud. The United States, we are number one in the world. And we're actually bigger than the whole rest of the world in global card payment fraud. So this is an industry that's going to change. The cost of U.S. payment card fraud grew by 29% to $71.1 billion. The rest of the world card fraud grew by 11% year over year to $6.8 billion. So Visa and MasterCard, they're not really the players here. It's the banks. Whether it be payment cards tied towards credit, debit, prepaid, retailer-specific cards, you're going to see more money thrown at fighting fraud. You're going to see the EMV, which stands for European something card. It's the chip card. Chip cards are difficult to duplicate for fraudulent transactions, while magnetic strip payment cards are used much easier. Your hotel magnetic strip card is so easy to hack that I'm probably sitting in your hotel room tonight. That's kind of a creepy thought, right? Record-breaking data breaches at companies like Target are notorious, but they're also saying, like, hey, this is going to change. Now, that's where technology is going. We have to cut down on theft. Now, again, you're like, I want technology to be about the cloud. I want technology to be about this and that. And of course you do. So Visa and MasterCard are pushing retailers and banks to basically upgrade the chip standards in the next year and a half. And we will, because there's money involved. When we're number one in the world, it's kind of seen as slightly embarrassing. Now, on top of that story, where else is tech going? I think tech is going very much so towards privacy. Now, how do we, what do we mean by that? You know, you don't want the government knowing everything about you. I don't think you do. Even if you're not doing anything wrong, you're kind of like, I still don't want the government knowing everything about me. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Facebook. I don't post on Facebook except for, for business reasons. I don't want you to, like, see pictures of my youth. I don't want you to see pictures of, you know, my loved ones. I, that disturbs me. So, and on top of it, if you're a loved one, I'd rather sit down with you and have a beer and say, hey, look at these great pictures from vacation, right? So I think cybersecurity and leaving a small footprint where you go is going to become bigger and bigger. So there's a company called CyberDust, which is an app that lets users send disappearing text and multimedia. I think anything that's published on you can be misconstrued for positive or negative. And I think, again, we're going to see more and more business theme angles tied towards privacy and smaller footprints, whether it be your web browser, whether it be your phone, whether it be your pictures. Um... You know, I think the American dream is live and well, and I, I think one of the biggest things that you can do at this point in time is grasp the security.
security and privacy are going to be very big going forward, whether it's credit card payments or anything tied towards that industry. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's S&P 500's up 2, the Dow's up 59, the NASDAQ's down 12. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. 800-516-1220, it's 800-516-1220. Joining me today will be Tony Mendez. Let's see if his mic is actually working at this point in time. Hey, Rob. When you grab your mic, do it gently. It's a very delicate instrument. Hey, baby. No, you're not no, going to call like me that. baby. No. Oh, my ring no, hit it. No, yeah, let's, let's, let's mute his mic for a couple minutes. That just creeps me out a little bit too much. Um, so we have a bull market that's doing incredibly well. Five-year-old bull market. Bull market gets no respect. We're at market all-time highs. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at market all-time highs. That's why you want to buy in the down market. The life expectancy of a bull market is going to be brought up more and more and more and more and more in the coming days, weeks, months, years. Because this is about the point in time where people are like, yeah, we're up 177%, and the average bull market's up 165%, so now's the time for a bear market, or now's the time for a correction. That's true. So the statistics are going to start coming up again and again and again, and maybe it'll even become a self-fulfilling prophecy. This is only the sixth bull market post-World War II to celebrate its fifth birthday. Only three have ever got to six birthdays. I know you're saying... Um, I've got a five-year-old kid. Every year that my kid's been alive, it's been in the market. My kid's a lucky charm. No, it just kind of happens that way. And for the record, children, if you do see a leprechaun, please share your lepre- uh, lucky charms with them. That's a message brought to you by Chewbacca and Rob Black, because we care. Share with the leprechaun. Stocks are riding a 20-month stretch without suffering a correction. Corrections are normally good. Corrections, 10%. I like corrections. I can't lie. Now, you're saying, Rob, I like jazz music. Okay, you like jazz music? I like corrections. We're on different sides of the fence, and that's okay, because this is not a civil war. This is a, a brother bonding experience. That A 10% correction's A-okay. It's normal, and it's healthy. What we're seeing in the market now of a really long time, if you had a 28-month-old child... Your child's never seen a down, uh, a pullback of 10%. He's seen a pullback of 6%, but he hasn't seen a pullback of 10%. Pullbacks of 10% are, are healthy. Like, when you're 18 years old, you can go and you can go and you can go and you can go. And then you can go and you can go and you go and go and go. <clears throat> and when you're 8, you can go and you can go and you're red in the face and go and you can go and you go and you go. But this is, this is more like a middle-aged, healthy economy. We're um, mature, and we need breaks on occasion. So seeing 29 straight months of going up, it's not healthy, but, hey, I'm enjoying it. My 401K is completely invested. I always have my 401K invested. I don't have large amounts of cash. If you were to kidnap my dog, I probably couldn't raise cash as fast as I needed to. You can, you can take Maisie the Wonder Dog and have her because I'm not going to be able to raise cash that kind of fast. So a rising market without a correction is kind of unhealthy, because it does need a pause to refresh, <clears throat> and that would be normal. Keep in mind, our last bear market, do you remember our last bear market? It took 57% off the all-time high. So, man, oh, man. Okay, now, wait, wait. 
Let's work with this number for a second. 57% from its all-time high. For me, was that the greatest sale of my lifetime in the stock market? Or was it a really miserable day where my 401k looked kind of impoverished and, well, let's just say I wasn't very sexy because I equate money to sex, right? So 57% down was probably the greatest day in my life to buy stocks. You don't get 57% corrections very often. You do get all-time market highs 7 out of 10 years. You don't get 57% corrections all that often. And that 57% correction should be, oh, my God, that is the greatest sale on the stock market I've ever seen in my life. Bye, 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 bye. 40% is great. 30% is pretty good. 20% eh. 10% eh, okay. But any major pullback should be a buying opportunity in your head and or, you know what, this weekend I'm going to listen to some jazz music. It really depends on you to put it into perspective that it's A-OK to have market corrections. Same thing with your house. If your house was printed like the S&P 500, you would freak out and sell it. You would panic, you would get greedy, you would get fearful. But your house price isn't listed in the newspaper every day. Your house price isn't the the lead story of a, a television station every day. Your house price is in your own head. So one of the things about Wall Street that you need to like get rid of is greed and fear. So when it's down, that's good. And when it's up, well, you're doing great. You're doing what you're supposed to. You're on the road to somewhere. But the happiest days have to be the down days. Tough to really put into perspective for people, but I'm sticking with it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I know it's probably not the best image in your head, but... I snowboard. I wakeboard. I get out in the great world of sunshine and snow and rain and water. And when you do it, I am kind of a big deal. You should see me wakeboard. People ooh and awe. Women cry. I'm such an impressive figure cutting through the water that women cry. And I can't hear them cry, even though they wail like banshees, because I've got my skull candy earplugs in my head. Skull Candy is a company that's publicly traded, and you kind of have to be a wakeboarder or a snowboarder to know about them because it's kind of a secret. Little Eagles. We came out with Haim. Sounds like the Eagles. We go to break with the Eagles. So Skull Candy is hitting an all-time high today. Publicly traded company tied towards earbuds. And how shall we say they're hip and they're very sport-active earbuds? Eh, sweet tunes while you're out in the great adventurous world. AM on AM twelve twenty KDOW. Okay, producer number eight, little lords, right? Let's see how good you are. Can you find this Bruce Springsteen cover of Royals? Bruce Springsteen right now doing a big tour down under. And when he's down under, he does covers of Inexus songs. Or as I used to refer to them, Inxus. But he also recently did a, a Royals cover. And let's just say he didn't do a very good job of it, to say the least. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. So before I went to break, I was talking about Skull Candy and how they're publicly traded and... 
It's a youth-oriented company that designs edgy, stylish headphones, earbuds in particular, some docking stations, some you know goodies that go with it, accessories that are found in Target and Best Buy. A lot of people think this is a company that can be acquired because they're popular with BMXers, uh, with surfers, with boarders. And the company went public in 2011, publicly traded company. Like, if you have a kid, he's probably going, Dad, I need this kind of thing. Um, but again, in the end, they make hardware. They make products that have margins, and you're only going to pay so much for them. It has recently recovered from the dead. That's my son, Cartman. The only child I ever wanted was Eric Cartman. You will respect my daughter. I know it's a crazy thing to say out loud, and it's totally not appropriate, but I think he's adorable. And out of all the kids on South Park, he's the only one that I would want. And the other one's into the old Darwinian woodchipper. In my world. <laughs> so school candy publicly traded. Again, that's not <clears throat> my kind of investment. But again, it shows you that you can invest in almost anything. You can invest in Safeway. They're taken private recently. Or they're in the process of being taken private. I told you that I went camping two Octobers ago. And while I was camping, this was a $16 stock, I met one of the Oakland Riders, which I didn't know who the Oakland Riders were, even though the Oakland Riders story kind of played out while I was here. Let's just face it, I don't pay a lot of attention to headline news. And the Oakland Riders were granted by Jerry Brown. They were cops who were basically told, go clean up Oakland. And that's as much as I know to be truthful. Everything else is like in courts and probably unions saying this and police officers saying that. But I met one of them, and he was the coolest, nicest guy. And he was on trial for two years with two children. And he was a cop who, he told me crazy stories. He's like, oh, yeah, one time I was arresting a guy, and he was in his car, and I was writing a ticket for him. And the car comes up behind him and crushes him and kills him. And I'm like, he said, what do I do? Do you finish writing up the ticket on person number one, or do you start writing up the ticket on person number two? And cops see crazy stuff, of which, for the record, if you ever have an interaction with a cop, try this. Yes, sir. Thank you. No, sir. Try a little bit of politeness. Um, it goes a long way. But, okay, so I met this Oakland Rider guy, and he was like, yeah, you know, I'm camping, and he's camping, and he's with his family, and he's got a gun, and he's like, oh, I could shoot a deer up on that ridge 400 yards away. I'm like, you can shoot a deer 400 yards away? He's oh, yeah, easy. I'm like, deer are that way. My camp is this way. Just so you know, like, aim that way, right? He was pretty intense. He was on trial for two years. And guess what his new job was? Doing security for Safeway. So one of them are still at large, I think, fleeing. I don't quite know the facts. The other couple were acquitted. A couple, like, there were some problems with how aggressively they were cleaning up. Like, Oakland City Council kind of got upset that they were doing too good of a job, that too many drug dealers were getting caught, too many you know crack dealers were getting caught. And um, <clears throat> so he ends up working security at Safeway. He goes, you know what, Rob, uh, I think our stock's going to go higher because there's a lot of private equity sniff around it. I said, you know what, I just bought your stock at 16 bucks. So he was working at Safeway, and ultimately I sold it at 25 And I told you this story when it happened two Octobers ago, and I told you when I sold it. And now it's being sold for 40 and I sold it at 25 Whoops. But did I make a massive return? Yes. Did he give me inside information? No, I'd already bought it. 
But what here was the sad part, and it's sad in a good way. So he was doing basically checking up on cashiers at Safeway. They had hired him to basically see when cashiers were stealing or employees were stealing internally. And, again, always say yes or no to police officers. And, again, I have no opinion on this, the Oakland Five or the Oakland Riders. I just I wasn't a part of it. And um, certainly it seems like city council has a story. The attorney general has a story. The police have a story. And I wasn't part of it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. We have an up market today, up uh, buck 30. Oh, and the record, that whole story is because Safeway's going private. Of which... Kroger, massive. Safeway, second massive. Albertsons, private. The company that's bringing Safeway public, private is a company that also owns Albertsons. So will Albertsons kind of start looking like Safeway? Probably. Safeway owns a lot of brands. Um, for instance, Unlucky. I know you're saying, Lucky? Luckies? Yeah, if a Lucky's is in your neighborhood, you're probably unlucky because Lucky's are only featured in neighborhoods that, how shall we say, aren't very nice. So, hogs feet on sale today at Lucky's. Filet mignon on sale at Lenardi's. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. What the hell's going on with Obamacare? It's tough to figure it out. There's massive number of delays issued by the House extending deadlines that were hard-coded with legislation. Did you find it? Okay, I'm just going to shut up and let Bruce Springsteen take us to break with Little Lords. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. And joining me this hour, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com, host, host of the Real Estate Report, Thursdays from 6 to 7 here on KDOW. How are you? I'm doing well, Rob. Thanks. So the jobs numbers day kind of affects your world a little bit. Improving job economy. Right. Um, changes that whole 10-year concept of borrowing, which is one of the things you um, key off of. I was recently speaking to someone, uh, who was it, yesterday? Yeah, <clears throat> a professional athlete or an ex-professional athlete who's got a home tied towards LIBOR. His arm kind of went through its five years, and now it's tied towards LIBOR plus something here or there. It's like, so when's LIBOR going to move? I'm like, Probably the next two years, give or take. And he's saving a lot of money until it does. Yeah, exactly. Anybody in an arm right now is doing that's already adjusting. In an arm, you have fixed period and then you have the adjustment period. Uh, and those people that are in that adjustment period are, are riding on super low indexes right now. And, you know, with the Fed keeping their short-term rates low, predicting through late 2015, that helps a lot of people out. Yeah, he's paying a off a lot of, of principal. He's paying a lot more principal off. With very little interest. Um, as long as he's saving the money, you know, doing the right thing with the money that he's saving, 
Um, some people uh, in arms would simulate a 30-year fixed payment and then pay down the principal. I did a couple calculations uh, a week ago where, I mean, you can say... like your big abacus? Uh, yeah, I have that big... That's a microphone. When you that's hit the second it, time when you hit it, it reverberates. And... Should I turn this mic off? No, don't turn it off yet. Not again? yet. No, I haven't, I haven't crossed the line yet. Okay. <laughs> you hit that microphone one more time and you're done. So, um, and also people with HELOCs. That's why HELOCs right now are, are up back to 2008 levels. People are starting to get more and more equity lines. Of course, the fact that home prices are up. Pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Go next. HELOC, home equity line of credit. credit. Just, I wanted to show that I knew that. I thought I said that. No, you said a HELOC. Equity line of credit, yes. Yes. So those are popular again. Yes. And they, they write on the prime. So this is awkward, isn't it? Not to me. Okay. So if you had an adjustable rate mortgage that collapsed, that failed, and it's now tied towards LIBOR, would you continue to write it, or would you look at refinancing sooner than later? That's the question, is how long do you No, think- no, no, I, I know that was no, I, I asked it. Well, that's the, how, how about this? That's the big question: is how long uh, you, so you have super low interest rates, not at all-time lows, but they're still about two percent below the average, which is six point seven for the nation. Um, you, you have to just look at, the, at how long you're going to stay in the house, how long, how, how long do you need that uh, lower payment? I'd rather have you being, you know, paying a thirty-year fixed, but you can't get the rates as low as the arms are right now. So that's a good question. That just takes a little bit more analysis. So there was a story today that basically because the jobs number was so positive, it ticked lower unemployment that the 10-year treasury is going to move to three, three and a quarter, three and a yeah. half percent. Yields up like two or two and a half today. Yeah. So, so. it's a 2.8 percent. Gold falling. If the Fed does at some point in time raise interest rates, gold is going to get clobbered. So sell your gold teeth now and move to palladium. So I did a story last night about how I think rates can't go much higher. They can go higher, but they can't go much higher because we still have a uh, almost 40% of the homes in the United States that have a mortgage on it have less than 20% equity in it. 20, 20% of that have no equity in it. So we need these people to be able to refinance, get out of their arms, for example, or, you know, Pay off that equity. You don't think rates can go higher? I think rates can go a lot higher, but I still think that the Fed has to consider when looking at the jobs report. Okay, the economy looks a little bit better. We may taper. We may stay on that schedule, but you know there still has to be some sort of plan to help these people. Harp's not working. Most of those loans that are sitting in those those categories would have already been refinanced in Harp, which allows you to go up to 150 percent of your equity or your value. So now you have uh, you know these people that are are struggling. To get a, you know, what happens if rates go up and a lot of these people that are in are adjustables, now their payments are going to go up. So it's going to just get worse. And then if rates go up, home prices could fall, you know, putting more people in the negative equity range. So it's, it's a tricky situation. The Fed really has a big dilemma coming up. And yet, at the same time, the housing world has kind of a funny mirage going on. And Low inventory. Prices are going up. There's, there's the false... Uh, is this what you're referring to? No. No? Okay. No. 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 To me, it's I, I, I see a false increase in, in prices right now because of the low inventory. I think there's a, a severe disconnect of people are buying with all cash versus real people. And that's the mirage. If we look like we have a healthy housing market, but it's very underlying unhealthy. 
because it's being bought by investors and not by young couples. Right. It's not by 20-somethings and 30-somethings who... They're living at home longer. They're, they're, they have more student debt. Credit's you know, not as good as it should be. There's tighter guidelines, lower down payments. You know, the, the millennials have a struggling time getting into properties right now. First-time home buyers. And so the housing market's kind of a mirage because it's being funded with cash and not with mortgages. On some levels, I mean, argumentatively, um, first-time home buyers who tend to need that mortgage have stopped applying. Why have they stopped applying? Because most of them don't think they can qualify. Yep. And it's a percep- it's, real- it's perception versus reality of that's where the mirage is. And if they do, they're getting, like you said, bought out or overbid by cash offers. Here in the Bay Area, it's still up to about 23 24% in cash. So rising home prices, soft income growth, higher mortgage rates have caused housing affordability conditions to weaken for much of the year. Investor demand cannot prop up the housing market infinitely or indefinitely. Inventories of distressed properties have dramatically fallen in the last year. So I think it's a bit of a mirage. And, again, I'm not saying, oh, real estate's going to fall apart because I own real estate, and I told people in 2006 things were ridiculous. But, again, I told them that in 2005 that they're ridiculous as well. So I sounded my warning bell a little early, but... Um, yeah, I think if I were a young couple right now, I'd start thinking about 2014, 2015. You know, it's starting to thin a little bit, and your opportunities are there. So learn to apply for a mortgage and see what you can actually qualify for, and don't be afraid of the applying. Yeah, and, and don't get too lofty on your goals. Um, get into real estate is probably a more of an important philosophy than trying to find the right house at the first time. Um, there's got to be a catalyst coming up, Rob. I just don't know what it is yet. We've already tried low rates, right? And everybody refinanced, everybody bought, and, and now we have a new set of buyers that are having trouble buying. What's the, what's the new catalyst? Affordable housing. That's not going to work. FHA is expensive um, uh, for low down payment, and I don't think you're going to find affordable housing here in the Bay Area. Okay. That's all I have to say. It's not a very good radio. How about I just hit the mic again? <laughs> hit the mic all you want. It's Baboon Radio on 1220 AM WKDO. Playing the hits. Oh, so Amazon.com, always in the stories out there. Amazon.com is interesting to note in large part because um, they were once a company that sent books to your house. And then they started doing DVDs. And then they started doing Blu-rays. And they started doing albums. What do you think Amazon is? Like, that's the funny thing in your head at this point in time of what is the company to you? To me, it's getting 100 tea bags in the mail in two days. So the employment report today coincides with this song. Can you figure out the coincidence? Can you figure out the parallel? Take a break here. You can find me online at robblack.com. You can find Tony at New. What is your website? BayAreaLoanSource.com. Balls. B-A-L-S.com. BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's like a speaker company. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Take a break here, brother. Out the door. Take this job and shove it. I am... You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. So I was talking to a friend who just ended his soccer career 
in Vancouver. And we're talking a little bit about the city of Vancouver. And I've been to Whistler, which is just north of Vancouver, and it's fantastic. It's probably the greatest ski resort town that I've been to in my life. And I haven't been to any Swiss resort towns. I have to imagine that they have better things. But Whistler at Christmas time, it's honestly like Santa's Village. It's everything you would imagine Santa's Village to be like and a bucket of chicken. It's that kind of great. Um, but one of the things we were talking about was, what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about Lululemon, because they're based up there. And he said, all the women? He says, it's crazy. They all wear, you know, uh, yoga clothes. And how incredibly attractive we both found it. So we were kind of, I guess you could say, having a beer and not Googling women, but kind of in conversation, I guess we were. It's kind of demeaning, but I think women know when they wear yoga clothes that there's attractive yoga clothes and there's dumpy yoga clothes, and Lululemon makes some attractive yoga clothes. Um, So he bought some shares of it because he was basically walking around the city of Vancouver and he saw a lot of beautiful women wearing beautiful clothes, and it gave him the idea of, like, they're willing to spend that kind of money. I'm like, well, what do you think about Gap and Gap's Athleta? And uh, so when you think of Gap, you think of, what do you think of, Tony? Jeans and shirts. I mean, not much. Okay. I think of Old Navy. I think of Gap. I think of Gap for kids. I think of Gap Outlet. I think of Banana Republic. But now you have that extra stool of yoga clothes, Athleta. Um, very well designed. Um, better quality than, say, what you can get at your local Sears, which... It looks like you're dressed as if you shop at Sears. Awkward. Awkward. Definitely awkward. So he and I were talking about um, Lululemon. And uh, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, the big, their big problem is not demand for clothes, but executive. And who's leading the company and what direction do they have? They lost their original founder, who was CEO. Got in some trouble with, you know, the black spandex that you could see through which I don't have a problem with. I don't see why people are so freaked out about it. Just as long as it's not on me. (laughs) People don't want to see that. It's 130% true. The stock created a buying opportunity when the stock got into trouble tied towards product issues and executive issues. So it just brought up the question of, like, yeah, you can see a stock. Literally, in this case, beautiful women wearing beautiful clothes, and you can say, I like the idea, but you need a little bit more than that. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com, one of the hottest part of our economy right now. You know what it is? Stop moving your microphone. Seriously, are, are you, like, mentally challenged? This one's messed up. Do I don't like use, using this one. Do you use a fork with, like, a cork at the end of it? I have claws. Was your best friend in high school corky? I have claws for hands. <laughs> you have claws for hands? Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, I, I, I'm sorry. I apologize to all our listeners who have claws for hands. I apologize. So the biggest part of our economy right now is zombie. Zombie movies, zombie TV shows. There's a lot of jobs. It's zombie extras. $2.5 billion in movies, $2.5 billion in games, $50 million in comic books, $500 million in costumes, conventions, merchandise, digital books, novels, and much, much more. There's even zombie colleges now where you can go to a college to learn how to be a zombie. How proud would you be if you had a child? And this is all hypothetical except for that kid in the 1980s that you might or might not have had. 
um, who's now playing basketball for Georgetown. How proud would you be if your kid ended up going to zombie college? I wouldn't put it on the top of the list of of achievements. Okay. So just throwing it out there. So housing right now, what's the big product? What's the number one thing people are coming to you with? Is it refis? Is it first-time purchases? Is it uh, scenarios? What are people barking up your tree about? Do you have a tree? I do. I would say uh, products. You know what what works for people today. A lot of people that you know had short sales or foreclosures or weird income or no income with a lot of assets or equity with not a lot of assets and bad credit. So it, it's all about finding what products work uh, and 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 then finding the actual broker slash lender slash loan officer that actually can help them. I think that's one of the biggest challenges people are finding today. Um, you know, the investors are still out there. You know, we get more calls about people trying to buy duplexes. Duplexes are a very interesting product. You know, Oakland, for example, they had about 70 units uh, listed. So there's a lot more duplexes out there. And um, would you would you buy a duplex? Absolutely. If if I was, you know, one of the things we're talking about. Okay. Um, one of the negatives of a duplex is people live right next to you. Right. But let's say you're first time home buyer. You're okay. renting, right? So you're already living next to other people. And you want to hate it when you do that. You go to that sales pitch mode. Let's say you're a home, first-time home buyer. I'm not a first-time home buyer. Okay. For you're renting, right? For example, okay, thank you. you're already renting and you live next to someone. So you're just duplicating that same kind of environment, but now you own real estate instead and have somebody else helping you pay for your mortgage. So I think for first-time home buyers using maybe an FHA loan with low down payment could be a, a way to get into real estate without um, just sitting back and saying, oh, I can't afford a single-family house. And then use that um, later on, maybe turn it in as you build equity. Maybe your income increases, you save more down payment, Um, and maybe you have a child and you need another house, a larger house, and you don't want to live in that environment, move on. But keep it as a rental. So there's ways that you can continue. Yes, so answer your question, yes, I like duplexes. Okay. What else do we need to know about? It's kind of a vague question. About what? Real estate? Yeah. Rates are great. Okay. I mean, what else can I say? Um, you know, we need a catalyst right now. There's not a, a lot of sales right now. People are overbidding and, and multiple offers. Cash cash offers are going to win. Um, be, be prepared to fight for that that um, that house if you're in con- or if you're competing against some other better qualified people. Instead of fighting for a house, wouldn't it be better to fight for your right to party? We would. At said house. You miss the Beastie Boys? I do. I, I play them every once in a while on the show. Do you? Yeah. Now, I honestly refer to real fans at times. Uh, what's the name of the Beastie Boys? What, what would a real fan refer to the Beastie Boys as? Three Heads. Beasties. Yeah. yeah you're not a real fan. You're not a real fan. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Tony's talking real estate today. If you have any questions, pick up the phone and give us a call, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. The number one ETF or a big ETF draw for 2013 was tied towards real estate. 31% of money going into U.S. sector-focused exchange-traded funds, or $3 billion, was for real estate. That's 43% more than the net deposit the funds attracted in all of 2013, 2012. So you can invest in real estate through product 
like stocks or exchange-traded funds. We'll talk about this and more. Stay with us, online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Coupons.com came public today. That's interesting. Mm. I'm stretching the word interesting, huh? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. Before we went to break, I was talking to Tony Mendez a little bit about real estate that you could buy as publicly traded stocks. This is not a concept that a lot of people know. This is a concept that you have to be very, very careful. There's some people that the SEC and FINRA have punished because they're promoting of private REITs. Private REITs are not publicly traded REITs. Private REITs are... Venture capital, you're giving someone money to go out and build properties and get tenants for it or to acquire properties and get tenants for it, and there's no public disclosure. So you don't really know where that money is going. A lot of it's going towards the commission of the salesperson who's promoting said private REIT. A REIT is a real estate investment trust. Last year, a ton of money went into exchange-traded funds tied towards real estate. So there's one out there called IYR. It's the iShares U.S. Real Estate um, Index. And if you take a look at it, it's tracked real estate pretty much so on the beat. So you can actually own real estate without actually having that 30-year mortgage or without giving your cash money to someone to go out and do it for you. You could actually call your stockbroker, whether it be TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, or Schwab, um, and they'll go out and buy properties. You can buy IYR. IYR holds Simon Property Group. It holds American Tower. It holds Prologis. Prologis is the largest warehouse in the world. Um, storage place. Public storage common stock in the United States. Prologis also does a lot of factories. Ventos, HCP, which is a hospital REIT. So they own the, the buildings that hospitals work in. So you can actually own real estate and get the income that comes from the tenants inside of it without actually going out and get a 30-year mortgage. I think it's a great way to own real estate for 90% of our audience. Because if you buy 100 shares, you own 100 shares. And next month, if you lose your job, you still have 100 shares. And if you lose your job and can't pay your mortgage, the bank will eventually come and take it in foreclosure. But with exchange-traded funds or real estate investment trusts, that's not the case. 100 shares you own. And you get the same almost exact performance that you get with private residential real estate. Okay, so it doesn't have the leverage, but that works both ways. It also doesn't have the leverage and a downside, right? So I highly endorse somewhat of your portfolio be either 
Vanguard's REIT ETF or the iShares real estate ETF. Um, or if you want, I, I probably wouldn't go with mortgage REITs, not in an interest rate where rates are going higher environment. Tony Mao, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Stop grabbing the mic. Good God, man. That was you that time. That was not me. I'm a professional. In Wikipedia, if you look up professional, there's a picture of me. I'm very important. In Wikipedia, I've got two Wikipedia pages, professional and handsome. It's kind of a big deal. If you look up handsome in Wikipedia, there's a picture of me. Just so you know. People know me. Do you have your own Wikipedia page? No. My Wikipedia page says that I'm seven foot three. What do you think about that? Hmm? 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 It's all a lie. <laughs> it's all. So what do you got for me today? You were talking about foreclosure. You were babbling something incoherently about real estate during the break. I was just looking at some numbers about um, uh, foreclosures. They're down. Not not much. I mean, I was looking at distressed property sales. Those are also down as well. There's just not a lot of inventory. And I think that's what I was kind of aiming at in my um, little analysis I was doing. Half of the American households that lost their homes to foreclosures and short sales will be buying trailers. No, that's actually a statistic that I just made up. Half of American households that lost their homes to foreclosures and short sales will be homeowners again. Yep. How tough is that of a process? Is to lose your home to foreclosure. For, foreclosures is definitely the, the uh, worst choice of the two. Um, as a matter of fact, bankruptcy is probably a better choice than foreclosure. Um, of course, consult your lawyer about that. But, um, you know, foreclosures, if you want to use a cheaper loan, like Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, you should regular conventional loan, seven-year waiting period. On a short sale, it can be as soon as two years. Um, but if you're a foreclosure, you can use FHA after three years, but it's costly. You have that mortgage insurance, and all FHA loans now have mortgage insurance on it for 11 years. So there was 5.3 million households who lost their home to a foreclosure or short sale from 2007 through 2013. Already 900,000 have already bought a home again. That's pretty impressive. It is. That's not one in five, not even one in 50, but it's, an, it's a big number. 1.6 million are going to be stuck renting for the next seven years, and 2.8 million will become what are known as boomerang buyers by 2021, buying a house again. So... We have to think, you know, these people are renting now. They're making the same amount of money they were before. They just for, It's probably what they call a strategic foreclosure, meaning they just didn't want the house anymore because it was losing equity um, or had lost all their equity and even more, uh, and a short sale didn't work, or their arm rate went out. There's just so many reasons. But they're still making the same amount of money. They're pr- renting, probably saving money, and now they're, they can get back in the game. Just, we, that is a great catalyst. We have a lot more buyers coming back in the market. Um, and I'm more concerned about how we're going to get more sellers. People are living in their houses longer. We oh, went yeah. from seven to nine years. In the, in the, you know, seven was the standard. It's like the same thing about cars. Oh, people in their car four years. It's gone up considerably. I um, have a home on the peninsula. Yeah, you're never going to sell it. You have a great rate on it. Why would you sell it in that 30-year period? And after that 30-year period, you know, if rents just rise 1% per year each year, I mean, the cash flow on it will be amazing. So my heirs and... Um, my Arabs uh, will obviously benefit from that property. And, and, and unless there's, in the Bay Area, there's a lot more construction. Yeah. Or people, are, or there's more mass transit, being able to bring people out from farther uh, communities. 
uh, it's going to be uh, uh, right for home prices. They can continue until more people start selling. And what's the catalyst there? Why would you sell? So I think that's something that the Bay Area is going to be looking at in a short term and long term. So the FHA rules are changing, and it's going to be a little bit more difficult to get a home. The loan limits are kind of ratcheting down, and it obviously depends on a lot of things, but the boomerang buyers have been using the FHA loans to potentially get into homes. I mean, I refinanced a property on an FHA loan, I believe. No, what was it? Recently? Yeah, the one in Raleigh. Fifteen-year. No, but it was... It was uh, oh, used, up, used harp. harp. Yeah, yeah, used harp. So... Which is interesting. Um, Harp, Harp, Harp is a product that was meant to be used by people who were underwater. Yeah. Uh, and you used it because it had better qualifying ratios. So there's many reasons why you would have used something like that. And, and FHA, uh, FHA is going to be just like every other loan. It's going to be tougher, but it's more expensive. Um, in, in this case, I, I call it cash-in purchase. You know, put more money into the loan, meaning save more down payment. Put at least 10% down so you can have lower mortgage insurance. Get to 20% so you don't have mortgage insurance at all. And just look at the rate of return on the money there. Of course, home prices could be going up as fast as you're saving money. That's a problem that a lot of people are running into nowadays. And overbidding. Out of the people that buy homes and that you work with and financing homes, how many of them are basically not doing retirement? They're basically saying, okay, to get a home, I have to cash up my IRA or my 401K or I can't save in it. The uh, not not a lot, okay. Rob. I, I think you'd be surprised. I, I know that you want to. I don't. It's not that you want to, but I, I know there are people making those mistakes. I just don't see it as often. Where some, the, the ones that I do see are making good enough money where they can put they can refund their their retirement. Okay. You know, good salaries. They just needed that down payment, and that was their form of saving it. It may have been a mistake because they're paying some penalties, in some cases. But you know, the, you know, the stock market's been going up. Um, they were able to save money, so just the home prices went up as fast as they were saving it. What do you think about German manufacturing numbers this morning? I didn't look at them. A little on the weak side. So back to FHA. Um, are there too many programs up there? Is it too confusing in your world? Some would say so. There are commercials on this station, for example, that will say it's confusing. I think it's more confusing finding the right people that can offer you the products that are available. And it's just overwhelming. If it, It's more overwhelming than it's confusing about the amount of products that are out there. I mean, stated income is coming back. Stated income for self-employed is coming back. There's stated income for W-2. There's asset depletion loans. There's portfolio loans. There's private loans. Private loans, and you're seeing articles like Wells Fargo, for example. They're coming back into the game of, of what, they, what they would call, you know, um, kind of pseudo-subprime loans. Um, and all that means is that they're, they have investors that are saying, you know what, real estate uh, values are going up. Credit scores are pretty decent, and we can set the limit. We can buy this, you know, we can loan the money, sell the security at a pretty, pretty decent profit, um, and, and still offer the, the, the borrower a decent rate. We just have to set, you know, higher equities um, and, and higher credit scores, and, and then we won't look at income. We'll just look at assets instead. So there's a lot of different products out there that people can use to get into real estate, and that's why um, I, I think it's overwhelming, not confusing. Um, but, you know, the, the, it's just, there's, again, there's not a lot of sales out there right now. Hershey was famous for starting a company, Town, and putting his employees in houses. Do you think we should go that direction with the Googles? And Because, you know, Google's catching a lot of flack. Facebook's catching a lot of flack for their employees are all taking up homes in San Francisco. Do you think we should go to company towns? I, I don't know. You got compounds? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? 
Like Google Compound. He's building one over right across the This is going to be a, compound, a tech compound pretty soon. You can find Tony Mendez if you need a refi at BayAreaLoanSource.com. I've got an event coming up at the end of March on the peninsula. It's a retirement planning event. You can learn more about it at RobBlack.com. It's RobBlack.com. Only if she's five three. Play girlfriend grows a Honda. Playing workout takes my Fonda. But Fonda ain't got a motor. AM twelve twenty KDOW traffic. Both accidents on both bridges have been cleared in this area update brought to you by Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. So let's keep this on for a second because there's a myth out there that Bruce Springsteen is, well, his name's Bruce Frederick Joseph Springsteen, first and foremost. That there's some sort of like great career here, that he's a legend, that he is a, a rock god. He is the boss. He's a singer-songwriter. And here he is covering Lords, the youngest person to ever make a number one song in the world. And it's awful. This is probably the worst cover, and maybe next Friday we'll do Worst Cover Friday and just do all awful covers. But for those of you who go out there and go to Bruce Springsteen concerts, and you know who you are, you wear size 40 jeans from Costco. Both male and female versions. You're androgynous to me. Both are C-cups. For the wrong reasons. And you swear, Bruce Springsteen's the greatest thing ever. And you use your lighters for an encore. This is your boss. This America, you folk-oriented, somber folk. This is your genius. This is your God. This is your boss. Suck it in. Seriously, I'm so embarrassed by this. I'm embarrassed for him. I'm an East Coast guy. And I get the whole, you know, DFI a musician. But, uh, this is awful, America. This is your boss. This is your guy. I think Tony Mendez. I think Clarence Clemens is rolling in the grave right now. I think second to appreciate Clarence Clemens. One of the worst sax players of all times. Just beat him up. Maggot food right now. He's won 20 Grammys, Bruce Springsteen has. How is this possible? A couple back. <laughs> Seriously, if I could hit him with a wiffle bat right now, I would. If he could be a human pinata and spit out candy, I'd do it. Okay, 
So 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. I would refer to this as Jumping the Shark or the worst cover song of all time. We're talking markets today a little bit here and there. Not really. Um, Record highs. And I bring that up because the message of this show is max out your 401k, your 403b, your 457. Start early. If you've invested for 20 years, you've made a lot of money. If you've invested for 10 years, you've made a lot of money. Um, If you invest every two weeks, you make even more money because you're investing in down markets in a market that consistently hit record highs. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The 10-year Treasury bond sits at 2.79%. Oil's a little bit higher today. Gold's a little bit lower. There was a pretty decent jobs number out. Uh, It surprised. Now, that's good news and bad news, and that's something Tony Mendez and I were talking about kind of in the commercial break of, you know, a good jobs report means higher interest rates coming down the road, probably, because the Fed, what they're watching and they're keeping interest rates low for is inflation. If they see a lot of inflation, they'll raise interest rates. Or if they see a lot of job creation, they'll raise interest rates. Job creation should lead to inflation on the simple premise of if you have a job, you're out there spending and consuming. If you're consuming, you're using up. You're buying a house. Mm-hmm. Someone else isn't buying it, and you're bidding it up. You're consuming food, which there's only so much of it on the planet. You're consuming airfare. There's only so many seats until the airlines raise their rates. So, um, so this is kind of bad news for housing. Good news is bad news, and yet good news is also good news because more people with jobs will pay their mortgages on time, and more people with jobs will get wage inflation going, and more people will if, be able to afford wage, homes. If we have the wage inflation, which is important. I now I know in the Bay Area that m- most people are could probably afford their their house next door. Um, San Jose, for example, they're they're adding more one hundred thousand dollar plus earners than any other city in the United States. Um, I told so you yesterday about a, a female who worked at a net company, and you said she makes one million dollars. Yeah, and I was like, is she good looking? <laughs> like the curiosity factor of somebody who makes a million dollars, you're really really good at what you do. You have to be right. Yeah, you're a professional athlete. I mean, you're a professional employee at that yeah. point in time. You're heavily sought after. You're doing something terribly terribly well. Um. Interesting. But yeah, we do. We need wage inflation, wage increases, uh, not just jobs. You know, but, but there, there's other factors into the Fed's decision in in, and we talked about this earlier in, in increasing the um, uh, or decreasing their their bond purchasing. Right now, we're at sixty five million billion okay. a month, uh, and they, they're planning on putting that down to zero by the end of the year. Um, and um, if if we just don't, we we have. Still, a, ma- a large amount of homes that are underwater. Will some rates go will up? Someone buy those bonds. If that isn't. Well, at one point in time, I was, you know, we we had it foreign investors. Yeah. Um, if the, you know, the Chinese dollar, the the, the yuan or whatever, whatever it's called, is if that goes up, yeah. um, the the investors could stop. Uh, that we should, we could stop having uh, Asian investors so into the bonds. So it, you know, and Japan and, and China are the largest purchasers of bonds right now. So it, it, it's really a global um, um, economy when it comes to bond purchasing. It's going to play out very interesting in the next year. The list of the hundred coolest people in Silicon Valley is out, and I missed the list like two. I was number 102 on the list. I'm so bitter. You can find Tony Mendez if you need a loan. He's done loans for me. It's a big thing in the Bay Area. 
get your credit right, get the best rate you can. Talk to Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find me online, RobBlack.com. Expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Savvy investors know where to find the best possible investment advice. And according to the fine... I'm Chris Mauer, CNBC Business Radio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.